Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and I just want to let you know about my gut healing bundle for those with thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions. This includes SMT Probio, which is a probiotic with 18 well-researched strains, Enzymes Plus, which not only includes digestive enzymes, but betaine, HCL, and ox bile, and SMT GI Restore, which is a stevia-free formulation that has multiple nutrients and herbs that have been proven to help support the healing of the gut. To learn more about this, you can visit guthealingbundle.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, can lemon balm lower thyroid hormone levels? So this episode is more specific for those who have hyperthyroidism. And during the episode, I'll be referring to a few research studies, and I'll make sure to include a link to each of these in the show notes, which you can access by visiting savemythyroid.com. So before I dive into the research associated with lemon balm, I want to admit that when I dealt with Graves' disease, I did not take lemon balm. But the reason for that is because at the time, I really wasn't familiar with lemon balm. So I didn't take it at the time. But if I knew all the different benefits it has, I would have taken it. So everything worked out fine. I've been in remission for quite a long time, since 2009. So I can't say you absolutely need to take lemon balm to get into remission, but it does have a lot of benefits. And especially after doing the research for this podcast episode, I'm even more convinced that it could benefit many people with hyperthyroidism. And it's also why it's included in my thyroid calming bundle, which if you want more information on that, you could visit the website thyroidcalmingbundle.com. So the first journal article I want to mention is from June of 2022. And the title is an updated review on the properties of Melissa officinalis, which is lemon balm. And it mentions that this plant has been used since ancient times to treat different disorders, including gastrointestinal, cardiovascular, neurological, and psychological conditions. And it contains several phytochemicals such as phenolic acids, flavonoids, terpenoids, and many others at the basis of its pharmacological activities. And the plant can have antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, antispasmodic, antimicrobial, neuroprotective, nephroprotective, so the kidney. Given its consolidated use, it has also been experimented with clinical settings and demonstrating interesting properties against different human diseases, such as anxiety, sleeping difficulties, palpitation, hypertension, depression, dementia, infantile colic, bruxism, metabolic problems, Alzheimer's disease, and sexual disorders. So you see, it's didn't mention thyroid specifically, although with hyperthyroidism, a lot of people have anxiety and sleeping difficulties and palpitations. And then also just goes on to say, as for any natural compound, drug, or plant extract, also Melissa officinalis can have adverse effects, even though the reported events are very rare and the plant can be considered substantially safe. So again, there's risk with really anything that you take, but overall it is pretty safe. And then I came across another journal article from April 2022 that describes its composition, pharmacological effects, and derived release systems. So I'm not going to get into great detail. I will include the link to this in the show notes, as I will with the other journal articles I'm mentioning. I mean, one of the things it mentions is that there are many other health benefits. It's not just for the thyroid. So arguably, even though in the beginning I mentioned how this was mainly for people with hyperthyroidism actually could benefit people with other 
thyroid conditions like Hashimoto's and just people in general. It's definitely not specific for hyperthyroidism, but why I mentioned how it's more, this episode is more for hyperthyroidism is just because people with hyperthyroidism tend to take lemon balm. It's really associated with hyperthyroidism. Or should I say that for people with hyperthyroidism, this is one of the herbs that people take. So very rarely do I come across people with Hashimoto's who are taking lemon balm on their own, where I come across a lot of people with hyperthyroidism, including Graves, toxic multinagel goiter, who are taking lemon balm on their own. Another study I want to just briefly mention from April 22nd, 2021 is Melissa Fish as a nutritional strategy for cardio protection. So we don't really think about lemon balm as helping with the cardiovascular system, but it does mention this and just jump it to the conclusion. It says that although there is promising preclinical evidence regarding cardiovascular benefits of lemon balm and essential oil application, there is urgent need for clarification on the exact mechanisms of cardio protection, safety, and pharmacokinetics of lemon balm on cellular level, and additionally, optimization of dosage in humans remains a challenge as reported cardiac benefits in animals are achieved with different doses, and future studies should also focus on revealing the effects of lemon balm in this pathology also, as there is evidence about its anti-inflammatory effects. So I'll include the link if you want to dive into greater detail, but I was fascinated to see that it could also have cardioprotective properties. So again, I, as of recording this, I can say that I currently take lemon balm, but that might be something I might add to my regular supplements that I usually take. We'll see. Or something I might just take on an every now and then basis. Maybe it would be one of the things I take once or twice a week just to have some in my system. And then I came across a journal article from May 2021, two cases of Graves hyperthyroidism treated with homeopathic remedies containing herbal extracts from lycopus species, which is bugleweed, and Melissa officinalis, which is lemon balm. That gives in the background that plant extracts from species of lycopus, bugleweed, and Melissa officinalis, lemon balm, have long been used as folk remedies in the treatment of hyperthyroidism. And then in vitro studies have shown that extracts from bugleweed and lemon balm inhibit stimulation of thyroid hormone production by both TSH and Graves antibodies. And in vivo study in rats show that all bugleweed extract alters extrathyroidal T4 conversion. And just gave a couple of case studies here and mentions that this is the first report of the use of these plant extracts in the treatment of two patients with Graves in whom it led to restoration of euthyroidism and normalization of TSI, thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulin titers, which is really fascinating just because, again, it's not, from what I understand, not addressing the immune system component, but interesting, something that, I mean, I do have people take bugleweed and lemon balm together, and I can't say that in most cases, it restores those antibodies. So this is just two case studies here. And I'm not sure if they were doing other things as well. But yeah, just something to consider. Taking bugleweed alone is something I did when I dealt with Graves. Again, I didn't take lemon balm just because I didn't know about it. But this is very interesting and maybe something that I'll recommend more. Again, I, I do recommend lemon balm in some patients, I just can't say I recommend it across the board, especially everybody who takes bugleweed, because usually bugleweed does seem to have more potent antithyroid effects when it comes to lemon balm. So like 
I would say bugleweed and L-carnitine would be my two go-tos naturally when it comes to lowering thyroid hormone levels. Lemon balm, I more commonly recommend for anxiety, helping people sleep at night. But again, based on the research, it might be something that I recommend not just in those situations and maybe not just for people to take at night. And then I came across another article, the title is Herbs for Potential Adjunct Treatment of Thyroid Disease, a review of botanical preparations for hypo and hyperthyroidism, thyroid nodules, and thyroid cancer. And there's a section on hyperthyroidism, and it says that lemon balm is approved by the German Commission for use internally for nervous sleeping disorders and gastrointestinal complaints. Again, not something I typically would recommend lemon balm for, but very interesting. And then it mentions here that there is insufficient evidence for the use of lemon balm in treating Graves' disease or cancer. However, freeze-dried extracts of lemon balm have been shown to have antithyroid activity in vitro by binding to TSH and preventing binding to its receptor, which prevents subsequent thyroid hormone manufacture and release. And then likewise, lemon balm has been shown in vitro to interact with and prevent the binding of autoantibodies to the TSH receptor, suggesting a plant may have some use in Graves' disease. And it just gives the mechanism of action. And it does go on to mention that no human trials have yet evaluated the efficacy of lemon balm for hyperthyroidism. And yeah, like I said, in, in my practice, I don't see it having the same antithyroid effects as bugleweed, but it is interesting how it mentions here that it could prevent the binding of autoantibodies to the TSH receptor. The thing is, again, you just need to keep in mind that it's not addressed in the course of the problem. But on the other hand, just by listening to what I've said, it does have other benefits. So like, for example, it has some antimicrobial properties. So maybe in some cases it's helping, I don't know if it would help for something like H. pylori, because I find that challenging to eradicate with other things. So I, I don't think lemon balm is the magic solution for that, but and maybe in some cases it will help with certain gut infections and just proving other areas. So yeah, so anyway, it's just something that is something to consider if you have especially hyperthyroidism. But like I said, for other people, it might be beneficial as well. So getting back to the question, which is, can lemon balm lower thyroid hormone levels? So according to the research, the answer is yes. But as I mentioned, I don't find it to be as effective as bugleweed or even L-carnitine, but maybe when taken in combination with these, it could help. But I usually recommend it for anxiety, for problems with people having problems with sleep. But as I mentioned, it has other benefits as well. So it could support the cardiovascular system, support the gastrointestinal tract. So definitely a lot of good things to say about lemon balm. And which again, I can't say all these reasons is why it's part of my thyroid calming bundle, uh, which again, you could find out by visiting thyroidcalmingbundle.com. But the main reason I included it in the thyroid calming bundle is just because of the benefits it has on anxiety and sleep, which are great benefits, but it's just amazing all the other benefits it has. Anyway, as usual, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be super valuable and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties, and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.